This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. Have you seen that they've brought the breakfast wrap back? Oh, have they? Yeah, they have. I can't wait to get my hands on one. I don't doubt it, mate. I'm looking forward to trying their cheesy bacon flatbread. Oh, you saw. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Here's Dean Campbell, drills it, and he scores! Dean Campbell with a left foot strike into the bottom of the net, and Stevenage have taken the lead here at Villa Park. Bursting from midfield is Mourinho! Well, if that is the goal to win the promotion, it's certainly worthy of it. On Old Trafford Cracker, in front of the Stratford end. Uh, what a game. Hello, boys. <laughs> what an intro. <laughs> you can tell it was good because it takes a lot to get Steve excited. Like, we can score a worldie and go 3 0 up against someone and be like, oh, Stephen, he just scored, yeah. Yeah, to be fair, if, if you're going to say, describe Steve Watkins in a thousand words, I reckon about 1,004 would be excitable. <laughs> <laughs> But we love him. Oh, we love him. He's brilliant. What a day. How, how are we all doing? Absolutely shattered, man. I didn't sleep at all last night. Literally. It was mad, wasn't it? What a, what a day. Everyone, every single one, every fan left that place absolutely buzzing. Oh, God. Except for, except for uh, 29,000 Villa fans. <laughs> yeah, they didn't count. It wasn't that brilliant as well. Oh goodness, yeah. Um, oh, I, where do you start? Like the whole thing was class, wasn't it? Like every second. I think once, because obviously I, I'd been in Birmingham already. So once like, I started meeting up with people, it just it was just such a good day. It was. I just unbelievable eating me full of pizza hut that I. <laughs> probably cost too much and going and meeting Greg and having a the last last beer from a barrel and having to get him to top it out with lemonade because they literally ran out uh, what a time to be alive walking walk, what a time to be alive you're not yeah. going to add like pushing in front of the food queue just to get a cup of tea <laughs> in front of and then and then having the audacity yeah. my ad, not just to push in front of the queue but to also push in front of the person to let you in to push you in the front of the queue. My twelve-year-old son nearly went without a sausage roll because you pushed in. Unbelievable! Not, not even close. I was never having a sausage roll, mate. Can we just confirm this is true? Um, One second, Orange. Did that really happen? Yes, it did happen. <laughs> <laughs> I could, I, I could see the look on Orange's face when I, when I, when uh, we'd be, you'd obviously been stood there for ages. I hadn't. I just got I just got in there, walked past this massive queue, 
first of all, saw 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 somebody with a uh, camo camo car uh, uh, camo um, coat on and thought, "That's probably Drakkers. I'm gonna just grab him from behind." Yeah, yeah. just latched onto you. Yeah. And we were met by the, it was, by the worst it was vendors that work behind the cafe ever. I mean, it took four of them to make a cup of tea. And then... It was appalling. It was appalling after you disappeared, I said they ordered our food and the card declined. <laughs> <laughs> hang about. Hang about. I didn't disappear. I literally stood there and waited for you. Don't give me that. But I, the look on Owen's face when I went and ordered before you two <laughs> was class. I just went to him, you all right, mate? <laughs> Like, yeah, <laughs> it was so angry. Um, and then, and then, what what happens? I get up there, I see my I see my boys sat in our sat in our seats. I'm like, I ain't sitting there. Come on, move. So we went and found some other random seats. And then who turned up? Only bloody Greg Cat. Hello, mate. You all right? We haven't introduced you yet. Greg's here. Hello. Right, Greg. I've, I've been on before. It's fine. Don't need to introduce him. Yeah, some some arsehole didn't receipt. So I was uh, that was that the, the game didn't start on the on the greatest level. And then I realised fucking have to stand with Nate the whole game. But can we can <laughs> we just okay. go into this because I don't do many away days. There is zero etiquette about sitting where the frick you want. Is there? Some people are really funny about it. There's not, well, many, there's not many away days where you get designated seating. Put it that way. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I don't think yeah. they have designated seating at Harrogate this Saturday. Yeah, I don't. I don't think the villa, the villa stewards and that were that asked, <laughs> were they? Um, but I, um, yeah, the guys that should have been stood next to uh, Greg, they turned up, started talking to my mate Alan, who's been once this year, and his two mates that have, haven't been at all this year. And I just went across and went, "Ah, oh, someone sat in our seats, mates. You go, 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 go elsewhere." And I was like, "Oh, right, cool." But we so, were nowhere near our no seats, drama. and we turned around and I stood there, and then with that, someone just said. Oh, you're uh, sitting in Alex Ravel's seat. So I was like, oh, well, he's over there. That's cool. And then ended up. Yeah, he's on the fucking bench, lad. <laughs> I ended up sitting next to uh, sitting next to Alex Ravel's mum all game. She walked past me, she's like, hi, I'm Alex Ravel's mum. I was like, lovely. Uh, wife, kids, Alex Ravel's brother. Um, oh, and, nice. then, and then his mum just kept getting out this massive plastic <laughs> Ziploc bag of like nuts and just passing around. It was beautiful. It was lovely. And she spent 90 minutes oh. telling me who should be subbed on and off the pitch. It was brilliant. <laughs> Every time poor Luke Norris um... got the ball, she was fuming. <laughs> oh, bless him. Um, I've got a lovely a lovely video of you where I'm like, Jay, Drackers! And you turn around you're like, Oi! That's <laughs> <laughs> what you're doing, eh? Absolute, what you do. absolute nonsense, yeah. As you can tell, my voice is absolutely fucked after yesterday. Oh, just amazing! I can't. I don't think I've ever screamed that much at a football game. <laughs> I definitely have, but it's been a long time. It was amazing. Uh, where should we start? Should we, I suppose we should talk about the football, shouldn't we? Really? Yeah. Talk about the actual Let's game. Line up. Don't you know it? Well, yeah, I do. Yeah, but obviously there was a change, which I don't think anyone was expecting. <laughs> were they? We were on on the coach on the way out there. Everyone was debating what's it going to be, and everyone came up with exactly the same answer. There is no. Change. Yeah, well, so Gilby yeah. Gilby was injured, wasn't he? Three weeks. So Gil Gilby can. Oh, he's out three weeks, is he? Yeah. Shit, that's news. So, uh, thank Christ, Ashby Hammond was in goal. We'd have lost four nil if if we weren't. 
Um, Wildin, Sweeney, Van Kooten, Pidge, Clark, Taylor, Reeves, Roberts, uh, Rose, and Noza. So, not too many changes. Keeping keeping it really consistent recently. Just Gilby out and um, Taylor in. Who I know. Um, I know the the club tweeted that uh, <laughs> Coutinho was uh, took ages to come off because he was in Wilding's pocket. But Taylor was the man that was actually tracking him around the field and marking him for the most most of the game. He did a fucking super. He was job. absolutely class, wasn't he? Absolutely. Taylor was excellent. Yeah. yeah. For someone that hasn't played, and he's had some stick recently, so it's nice to see him bouncing back and uh, putting in a performance yeah. like that. That was what Jake Taylor was last year, just covered every blade of grass, just got got yeah. around, did what he needed to do, and that's exactly what you want to see from him. You, he's, you know, he's not the technically the best player in this team or in this division but you, you, in that sort of game especially you need someone who you need the legs and that's why I thought we'd miss Gilby yeah. when, when, when Gilby was out because so yeah. he's going to give you the legs but Taylor came in and yeah, plugged the gap yeah absolutely uh, let's have a look at the uh, before we sort of go go through the game and we're not going to go play by play obviously but we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it in more depth let's have a look at the uh, stats Total shots, uh, Villa had eight, uh, 17 to our eight. Um, we hit the woodwork once with that shot from Nozza. Oh, uh, I thought it was in. It skimmed, skimmed the bar on the way out. Yeah, I thought it was That'd in. That would have been well. gold of the FA said, Cup, wouldn't it, if that had gone in? Oh. Uh, I mean, incredible. Um, they only had sh- three shots on target from 17 attempts. Lot um, 12 off target and two blocks. It's pathetic. Only two. Although for miles out though, weren't they? Yeah, but he, yeah even, even so, the two they had that they didn't score with were, were pretty easy. I mean, Ash Harren, straight, yeah, straight, straight Ashby. There, no, there was nothing, yeah. Yeah, no worldly saves he had to make. There was, yeah. I bet he weren't expecting to have such a quiet day at the office, no. was he? I mean, he cut out a lot of crosses and stuff, though, didn't he? So he was, he was yeah. stopping the Emperor, but yeah. it wasn't that quiet. Yeah. Um, Possession wise, Villa had 80, uh, 78.6 percent possession um all right i don't care was it 20 was it 22 percent um, var <laughs> <laughs> me and greg had a little chat about var uh both times it was, was happening i'll tell you we have we get promoted to the premier league i'm not gonna be able to watch games I hate it we're all gonna have to start going to hitching or somewhere that's fine <laughs> <laughs> Past success rates, uh, they had 88%, we had 61%. But, you know, a lot of that was us pumping the ball long, just clearing our lines. Can um, can anybody guess how many total passes they, they attempted? It's fucking insane. Uh, I think I think it was mentioned on Match of the Day. It was on Match of the Day. It was, yeah, match, it was times. It wasn't on that line. Wow. 732. Not what you've got, it's what you do with it that counts. 647. Um, <laughs> 35 of them were Coutinho's yeah. non look passes and uh, at least 15 rounds of flicks. Yeah. I mean, they, they didn't, they didn't yeah. want to finish this off yesterday. I didn't understand it. Like, I don't know if it's funny. There, there were so many times where you thought, you should just be absolutely ruining us now. And oh, credit to, yeah. to, to, to our defenders and, and, and the keepers, though. We were solid, but the, the game was there for Villa to absolutely finish, and they just. They they had absolutely no pace yeah. around, did they? We the, you you see it time and time again. You know it was a, it was a massive problem for like the likes of Man United under Van Hull. 
I can think remember like United playing Fulham and United having eighty percent possession and losing one nil or losing two one because they just passed sideways and backwards all game long. And that's all Villa did. Right, there was no used, no thrust. They're not was used there. to having that much possession. In, in week week to week no. in the Premier League, they're not they're not getting eighty percent or just shy of eighty percent possession. Yeah. So it was almost they're like more, they, they they're more likely. They're talented players, cool. and we all know the talent they've got in that yeah. team. But they, they just didn't know how to how to break us down. They're they're more likely to be the team on the twenty percent possession than the eighty percent in the Premier League, aren't they? Let's be fair. Um, we uh, we 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 dispossessed them via clean tackles twenty times. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. Twenty one if you include the one that Max Clark did that he gave a foul for for no good reason. <laughs> the, 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 the interesting thing though that I found was that if you if you saw I think it was uh, Evans interview before the game, uh, it might be a day or two beforehand, and he was talking about what we were going to do. He played it exactly how he said he was going to. He literally said, we're going to sit in and wait for our chances and hang on there as, as long as we can. I then spoke to Revs and Noz a couple of days before, maybe the day before, just to wish them luck. And they said exactly that. So they all just had that game plan of sit in and wait, sit in and wait. And those changes he made, mm-hmm. at, at one point I thought, right, they're bringing on Campbell. They're bringing on uh, Amu. Just to give these players that haven't had much of a run out over the season, minutes at Villa Park and go, lads, 1-0. That was brilliant. But it didn't happen. They went yeah. for it. I can seriously. I can believe it. Completely. Yeah, I mean, it's so. What what I found from that was we went. It, you know, like you said, he he said that you know seventy find yourself in the game after seventy minutes. That's when you can go and push on and and try and make something of the game, and uh, you know we was again we were saying we were saying during the game it's like the la the we felt the substitutes sort of took the sting out took 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 a bit of the quality up front. Out, actually out for us. We looked really almost dodgy for 20 minutes, nearly, after those subs. You know, the subs were, what, 64th, 66th minute? We looked ropey for a good good 15, 20 minutes at times. Um, but then all of a sudden, everyone's pushing forward. Everyone's playing like we play on a sat- every Saturday. You know, we're, we're pushing from the front. We're pressing. All of a sudden, Jake Reeves... Is a centre attacking midfielder, and he's giving Robin Olsen a hell of a yeah. game. He's really putting pre- putting putting him under pressure. Roberts, who you know played left back for thirty five seconds uh, before he was moved back upfield because, like Greg said, it was an awful idea. Um, it was just just the pressure we were putting on putting him under was incredible, and uh, you know, and it and we made it we made it count because we went and got that penalty. Just, we were losing though on the 80th minute when Bozzy came on. Yeah, so yeah, Bozzy coming on. I think Bozzy, Bozzy was in insurance to push players like Campbell and Reese yeah. forward. Yeah, and that's that's what that's what you need because yeah. I mean Van Kooten was on his ass and literally yeah. couldn't couldn't even walk, let alone run. And I think there was one point where they caught us a little bit out of position and he was jogging back and I was kind of shouting yeah. at him to say stop jogging, but to be fair, he just had nothing left. He had nothing, but, nothing left. It was, that, it was only about 30, 30 seconds to a minute or so after he'd skilled a couple of them right in front, oh, right oh, in oh. front of our box, and then he jogged, jogged up the field, didn't it was, he? It, he'd right. He'd, 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 I think there were three of them around him, and he took them all on and came away from the box. But that counter attack broke, and he didn't have the legs to get back. The game plan was perfect because 
we conceded yeah. after what half, roughly half hour, and the game plan didn't change yeah. because they knew if we are oh, okay, we're one 0 down. Let's let's now go for it a bit more. We'll just get picked off. So it was a case yeah. of keep it as close as you can for seventy five minutes, eighty minutes, and yeah. then and then yeah, after I mean, that, that, if you get picked off in the last ten minutes, and then fine, you can live with that a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, we, so we had that defensive block of the three central defenders and the three um, central midfielders in a in a in a two lines of three really solidly. They didn't really break it. Um, we were quite happy to let them attack down the wings. Um, I thought Clark was superb. Yeah. He absolutely dominated Leon Bailey. Uh, like Le- Le- Bailey got the beating of him once. I watched the game again earlier on uh, iPlayer. He beat him down the wing once. And even when he did beat game. him, he couldn't hit a barn door. So no, exactly. He, 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 we, he, Bailey won a corner uh, off of uh, blocked cross. Um, Wilden, you know, on the other side, allowing like Coutinho and uh, Augustinson just do what they needed to do, attack that attack down the wings. Because I say what Danny Ings and Leon Bailey or Dendonko getting in the box, uh, Louise, none of them, none of them were beating Pidge Sweeney or Van Kooten in the air, were they? Not, not, not all, not at all, not, not once. So, um, yeah, they were su- just superb, just superb defensive defensive display perfect game plan like like you said Greg um, obviously disappointing um, that uh, our opener was ruled off understandable it was offside on the balance <laughs> but fuck it's so oh. horrible it's so horrible celebrating a goal and it gets oh man me. literally I, I've never I've, me and Orin were climbing over each other it was just one of the best it didn't matter what goal it was it was just unreal that went in we were like this can't be happening this ain't, this ain't meant to happen oh. <laughs> it was really strange though because Lino it felt like I don't know if it actually was I've not watched it back but it felt like the Lino took an age to put his flag up and at the time yeah. when Norris went through the first thing that came to my head was think he's off here, I think he's off, but then obviously the flag stayed down, and I was thinking, <laughs> okay, okay, and then, yeah, it just felt like it was an eternity before the linesman actually put his flag up, but that would have yeah. been, I mean, actually, I don't think going a goal up in that game, in a, in a weird way, I don't think it would have helped us, I think, if anything, I think they, they would have no. probably thrown more caution to the wind and tried to tried to do something different to what they were doing. I think when they went 1-0 up, they, they just went down the same knock it about. They didn't see us getting back into it. And the reason we won that game yeah. was because we scored when we scored and two minutes before the end and then yeah, yeah. they were rattled. Absolutely yeah. rattled. Killed that, that's, that, that, that's it, isn't it? Like, we go 1-0 up, it's too early. It's way too early. It was, what, 20 minutes? It was almost bang on 20 minutes, wasn't it? You go 1-0 up that early against the Premier League side, they're not going to be passing sideways in front of your two lines of, well, I mean, not eight with your two strikers sort of getting back, running forward, getting back, running forward, are they? They're not going to be passing sideways and backwards for the rest of their 70 minutes that there is in the game. They're going to throw, at the very least, until they get back on terms, they're going to throw absolutely everything at the game. So, and, you know, they probably should have done regardless of it being chalked out. Um, oh. God, I just, I kept, I got home and I was just sat in bed with the missus and I was just, I just kept going, <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't believe we won. 
and shit. Like by about one a.m. when I was still wide awake, wired and buzzing, she was like lying there trying to sleep. I, I, I sort of chuckled. She was like, I can't, believe, I can't believe we won. She went, shut the fuck yeah. up. I had exactly that. My phone all last night was buzzing, buzzing, but on silent for like, bleh, bleh, bleh. like. Yeah. Shut up. Get your phone under a pillar. It was great. Yeah. She was like, how many times have you watched the goals? I was like, about 18,000. <laughs> and she was like, and how many times are you going to watch them tomorrow? And I'm like, they're going to be on loop. And like genuinely this morning until I until I sort of was like, right, let me watch the game. <laughs> For about three hours this morning, I just had a window open on Twitter where I just kept pressing replay on the uh on the on Jeff on Jeff's um video with Steve's commentary. I'm past looking at the goals, I'm now looking at away ends limbs of videos from yeah. from, from the villa end of the of the fan being yeah, absolutely yeah. mental. I'm at that point and you'll get to that point. It's like stages have of grief. Have you seen Oh no, I've been watching them as well. Where um have you seen the YouTube video that says that one of our fans got thrown out because they threw a lighter? Yeah. Oh man, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you? I don't... What? A, what? A because it was the yeah. the the penalty call. The lighter was thrown because they thought it was a foul the other way, so they lobbed the lighter, so they got thrown out, so they wouldn't have even seen the penalty. Oh, what, what a, they deserve one of many reasons why they shouldn't smoke. Pat. Do you see that? Do you see that video as well of um, a fan at the end? Like he, he starts out pretty like normal football banter. He's like, oh, dickheads!" Uh. And then like he zooms on this little girl. Looks sad. He's like, "Hey, for take that, you bitch!" It's like eight year old girl. It's bad. It's not good. It's not good. It's a bit I far. Into. I'd like to hear from Pat because us three were there. So how did it come across the whole yeah. game, the whole package on uh, on uh, the 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 TV, Pat? I think they uh, did themselves very proud. I mean, obviously, because they knocked out a Premier League side. But like coming in at half-time, they were marginally unlucky to be 1-0 down. Like Aston Villa had had more of the play, but they hadn't created more dangerous chances. They'd just been clinical and scored the one they did they create with that uh, Samson fella down the right-hand side. And then second half, much more of the same. And it got to about 60 minutes, and I was thinking, yeah, they've done themselves proud here. If this peters out to a 1-0 loss, it's fine. And then it went mental. And <laughs> jumped out of my seat and uh, startled the neighbours when the penalty got awarded. I think mm-hmm. Den Donk has joined them from Wolverhampton Wanderers, so he's probably a double agent, just uh, yeah. sabotaging their season. And yeah, Reedy took it beautifully. And then you're thinking... Are we going to sit and play for the replay, or are we going to go at them because they've got ten men and it's our best chance to get through? And they went at them, and uh, I mean Campbell in that advanced midfield role—it's a revelation. We've seen him sitting and tidying up and not being particularly spectacular, but yeah, it was great. He finished it beautifully, and he finished it like a player who's played at a higher level than us, and it, we yeah, haven't it was a seen that finish, yet. It? it was a wonderful finish, wasn't it? Really dr- drills it, and there's a f- the club uh, the the, the Stevenage Twitter account um, tweeted a, uh, a, a a shot of it um, from like the perfect angle to see it from. You're right in line with like the direction yeah, of travel, did. and the ball actually curls into the sort of middle of the goal as it goes under Olsen. It's it's such a beautiful strike, but it's really dodgy goalkeeping. <laughs> it's really poor to be beaten like that. I, I think uh, a mixture of both. So. Orin, who sat here listening to me, is a goalkeeper. But I don't understand how nobody got to him 
Like, literally. Oh. If that was Sunday morning and your team hasn't picked Campbell up... Oh, I'd be screaming. Oh and then, yeah. then for him to have the audacity to go near post instead of across. Imagine if the people had saved yeah. that. Those strikers would have gone absolutely mental that he's gone near post, but who, yeah. who cares? It was, that, that was the thing. Well, yeah. The worst yeah. part of it was... Well, I said, best part of it really in a weird way was it wasn't the fact that no one went to him to start with it was the fact that he travelled another five five yards before he hit it before anyone even <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. basically even the guy who was in front of him was just it was the most half-assed block you're going to see so unbelievable yeah I think it was it, it was uh, I think it was I think it was Bednarek and um, Jacob Ramsey who were the yeah. ones just stood two of them just stood pointing at him <laughs> Eventually, like the ball comes into him, ball comes into him. Bednarek still pointing at him. Jacob Ramsey finally is like, "Oh, I'll get him then," and then like jogs towards him. It's just it shows a lack of respect from the Villa players because they're like, "Oh, same Stephen, yeah, same Stephen." It's, it's interesting how you know if he gets game time for us, especially you know whilst Gilby's out, for example, you don't get many teams in League Two playing out from the back and. Like they were obviously playing out from the back the whole time, and he was just chasing absolutely everything. Same with Reeves when yeah, Reeves got pushed further yeah. up. And but you, you don't, I couldn't believe he still had the legs to do yeah. it. Reeves, he was up and down all day long. And like, it's a big pitch, it's a big, it's bigger than uh, obviously, it's bigger than ours. Like, he covered every blade of grass well, three times over. Watching him, genuinely, yeah. I'd chase Reevesy for ninety minutes anywhere, not even on a piss. <laughs> <laughs> what an oh yeah, enough said. <laughs> oh, just just magic, wasn't it? Absolutely magic, and it's obviously that that obviously I'm not happy what the club's gone through over the last few years, right? But. What the club's gone through over the last few years and the suffering fans, players, people like Drackers, Steve Dean, Cruffers, even like Revs, like the real shit people have been through at this club over the last four years, three years, four years. That is so special that we've what what's just happened and it feels so good. Like you see, like the videos of Revs dancing in the changing Man. rooms with the players, and even like on the pitch at full time. Like I was just like, obviously, like I was happy for me because I'm there, I'm watching it. We've just beaten Villa. It's stunning, but I'm so like I, I was like choked. I was choked up at times, like on the drive home, thinking about the people, the people that make the club. What the it bitter is. makes the sweet all the sweeter. Does doesn't it? You know, like thinking yeah. back, at, like there was times where I remember standing at that tunnel, leaning up against it, thinking, "What am, what am I giving up my weekend for?" Uh, I won't name the particular manager we were. I was stood there watching for, but I was like, "I got to call this a day. This is not doing my mental health any good." Watching this utter tripe. But like for me, I think one person it, it definitely and it, it's amazing because he's not been in the club ages and ages. But I was laying in bed thinking about it last night. Like Alex Ravel, he's uh, just like. He didn't have to come back. He got sacked from being first team manager, um, you know. And Reese, I think, tweeted it out. Was it last night or this morning? It's all one big bubble. To be fair, but like that was that that for him. That's massive because you know he's done so yeah. much for our club. I remember when he uh, he used to do a lot when he was the manager. Just wanted to be everyone's friend and do everything right and and be the best he could be. And it just didn't work out just because you know it was it was forced upon him. And I think he was way too early. And you know 
if he can sit in and, mm. and learn his trade underneath Steve, which he's now we now know he's got two years, is is great. But yeah, I, I, for for me, Revs is one of the one one person at the club that that was for him because he didn't have to come back, he didn't have to do that, and he's really you know cracked on. Didn't have to go back and train the youth team, you know. It, it also, but I think I tweeted about this earlier. Someone mentioned Rev on Twitter, and I replied to it. It's, it shows some dignity for him to come back. Like you, you're. Because it must be really weird in the dressing room when one minute he's your, he's your gaffer, he's your manager, and you've got a, and then all of a sudden now he's a first team coach. Because they're two completely different roles, two completely different you know people in in terms of from a, from a player's perspective. So for those that were there when he was manager, it must be incredibly strange. But also for him to step back into that role was him almost admitting I wasn't ready, and I'm sure at some yeah. point in the future he will be ready. And actually, in fairness, I think he's he's probably going to be you know likely to be whenever Steve I don't know if Steve's here for another two years realistically but he's got to be he's got to be the one who, who steps into it you would think uh, whenever Steve decides to, to leave or however it ends up turning out but yeah you have to be happy for him and um, I never thought I'd be sitting here saying how happy I am to have Steve Evans as my manager because I think for years and years I just resented <laughs> the guy and couldn't stand everything that he was about um, but yeah, he's just working wonders with his with his team. What is, I mean, you got to give credit also to people who I certainly don't normally give credit to, like Leon Hunter, who's actually pulled out some incredible signings. Um, I don't know how much Evans has in those saves on who those players are, but the squad that we've assembled here is is 100%. down to what we what we had when when we came up from the conference. This is about as close as it's been, and we've had a lot of dross in between. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the squad. Yeah, but. I- yeah, Greg, do you not do you not think that's because of the f- financial implications we've been put under for years? And I think that this this year, I think Wallace has gone right. I think fans have had enough. The people aren't coming back to the ground anymore. They've had enough, and he's gone right. Actually, let's give it one more push. Just give a manager a, and a real manager, and I mean that in the nicest possible way. Over the people we've had in the past seven or eight years, probably since Teddy came in. They didn't ever have that budget to go bang. But now we've got a proper manager who's probably getting paid more than any other manager ever has. He's also been given a budget, yeah. a proper budget. And that's how I see it. Yeah. I mean, the, our, play, our, our playing budget this year is leaps and bounds ahead of what it's been in, in any season in living memory for Stevenage, isn't it? Like, they've really gone for it this year, and you can tell. And the, the, but, but, like, Greg, Greg's right. It's not, it's not just about... that. No, it's like the use of that budget yeah. is... Recruit- Good, and I th- and I, I like like and I think you know Leon Leon Hunter's got a lot of stick for a long time. I've given him it. I've given him it. Like I've only seen him a couple of times. Like, I've spoken to him once, but like I've seen him and I, I've had to hold my tongue and not go. You're a mug at times, because because recruitment has been absolutely dross. But I don't believe for a minute that any manager here has had a player signed for him that he didn't want. I just think, I... and you know, and and I feel really bad for Revs because he was manager at the time when we were expecting to be non-league, so we were buying yeah. non-league players, and they, I'm sure they would have done a job at non-league because they had been doing jobs at non-league. They were not good enough to keep us up, they, and they were not good enough. So, some of the all. signings so, that 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 year that you're talking about, kind of post-COVID, when I mean, shocking. Jesus Christ, your your Jake Cassidy's and. Uh, it, it was just like absolutely comical, but he had a great game away at Cambridge. Yeah, right? I think that was the, that was the only, that was. But it was only one game. game. But 
winning that year, wasn't it? Um, Double. But I think it's, it, look, it's, in terms of, I'm not close enough to the inside of the club in terms of how much is being invested or how much is being spent or what the budgets look like or anything like that. I still think we're, from a numbers perspective, I actually still think we're quite thin on the ground. We're only two or three injuries away from all of a sudden. Holy shit! We, well, yeah. we really had six players on the bench on the bench. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think yeah, we still we still need probably three or four to come in and just bulk it out a bit. Well, but the, the... so we've got so we've got two we've got two in, haven't we? So far, we've got two in. One's gone. Two in. Uh, no, two's gone. But two in, but in different positions. But you're right. We definitely need we definitely need more. And it's been something something we've been said saying. All since since the the season kicked off, really, like we are still thin on the ground, but the quality of what we have is so far above. Um, like you think back to Dino, how big was his squad? 31, 32 players at time uh, uh, it's most inflated. It's fucking insane for a League Two side to have that many players. is absolutely insane. What a waste! But even Tisdale, when Tisdale came in last year, he went and brought loads of his mates in. Someone like Zane Westbrook, who was yeah. right back. Jesus Christ! Hmm. But uh, like, so I don't, I, I don't believe that the investment hasn't always been there to some extent. Whether the budget this year is considerably bigger, which by the sounds of it, it is, that that's great. But I, I do think we've got to be careful mm-hmm. from an injuries perspective. And obviously, Saxon's now gone, so we're really thin at, at yeah. left back. And Max Clark, I haven't yeah. sung the praises of this year at all, but. I completely agree with you, mate. He was phenomenal yesterday. Absolutely another yeah, level. Not seen him play anywhere near that level against Premier League opposition, albeit. Um, I mean, it looked like he was going to get a nosebleed when he went on a run down the left, but we'll let him off for that one. Um, <laughs> I love the fact that he I love the fact that he ran the ball out of play. <laughs> and then, and then asked for the free kick. Um, I think, yeah. yeah, we just, the togetherness of the team, I mean, you saw it at the end. I mean, obviously, it wasn't a case of you know, that was 11, 11 guys celebrating a big win. It was, you know, a proper team coming in and celebrating what was yeah. an incredible achievement. One that we haven't had since Newcastle, and it kind of felt e- arguably even better than that. Newcastle was great. But... It felt it felt better. It was a bigger achievement, I think. I think beating Villa away, um, I don't know. I just it felt bigger. It felt. It felt different to the Newcastle one. Almost like we were in we were in a bad run of form when we beat Newcastle. Like so the achievement there, I don't want to play that down, especially given what it means because it was Newcastle. But this just feels different to me. Feels bigger. Um I would during those celebrations at the end, particularly particularly when Steve was doing giving it the old the, the old hands. Um I was watching Keith and I was just like he gets so much stick, and and deservedly so. <laughs> but he gets so no, he gets so much stick, and like you know, he's the butt of a lot of jokes. We go, oh, you know, the ball goes out of play, he goes out of the stands. We go, oh, go on, Keith, on your bike, lad, go and earn your money. But I'm so happy for him as well. Yeah, definitely, definitely. You know what? Um, when I arrived at that ground this morning at quarter to nine, bear in mind he'd finished at. Yeah. Uh, he got home, sorry, a half nine last time when I spoke to him. Um, doesn't travel, obviously, with the first team. He's on his own, so he, his idea is trying yeah. to get back as quickly as he can. In that, in, that, in that van, yeah. He was basically back at the Lamex Stadium, quarter to nine this morning, picking up kit, doing bits and pieces, and sorting stuff out again. He's just, he's just, he's a gem, he? Absolute gem. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And did you see, uh, yeah, we couldn't. Did you see he had an assistant kit man yesterday as well? Did yeah. he? 
George, George Brinkman, the uh, one of one of the. Uh, oh, that's right. We, yeah, I saw that George tweeted that he he got to sit on the bench yesterday. Yeah, yeah. No, what a player he was as well. By the way, I've seen him. He's absolutely mental. But yeah, he calls himself the grass man, doesn't he? But he was a he's yeah. a right character. So yeah, he was the assistant kit man yesterday. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's what it's all about. Right. It's what it's all about. Um, such a community club in it, and it's just so good. While we're talking so about um, ins and outs and stuff. I, if yeah. my memory serves me correct, I've got a funny feeling that Terence Van Cooten's deal is up in the summer. Yeah, I think it so is. So for us to cash in on a championship side, if, if that's where we were looking, and we, I know we spoke about it last week with Dean and Steve, my concern would be that he, if, if we lose him in January, would the club let him go for free in the summer? Uh, I mean, I think he's been here for long enough. He's been here for a good while and... You know, he's always he's always put everything into into his games. He's always he's always he's been a good servant, and like he's not you know he's he's not been here for a decade or anything. But you know he's been here for a long while now. I think it would be it would be a shame if the club uh, one refused to transfer this January, even even given given the fact that you know we do want him and we do need him. I think it'd be a shame if the club refused um, the opportunity for him to go up and try that at, at uh, the championship. But also, you know, if it transpires that nothing nothing's right and it doesn't happen in January, then you know we can't really sniff him going in the summer. And I think I think he kind of depends who, doesn't it? Kind of depends like, who, who is it. If it's someone yeah. in the championship who's likely to go and get relegated, like, do you want to go on? Stay at a club where you're on the way up, Bip, and yeah, hopefully we'll be in League One next well, year as well. Sure, we're not we're not going to be the same size club. It just I guess it depends yeah. on what his motives are. And does he want to go and earn a few quid, or does he? It was, was Peterborough in the summer. I don't know enough about contracts, but could he just sign an extension for a year, and then there's someone who would come in in the summer if we know that's going to happen already? I don't know how, how it works. Really. Yeah, yeah, it happens. You, you see it quite. You see it happen quite a lot. With like young players that are playing like right at the top level at their like, you know, the club they start at, they'll sign a a, a year extension when they've got a year less than a year on, yeah. so that when they move on in the summer, the club actually get a decent transfer fee rather than going on a free. It's a risky approach, though, um, right? Because it it can turn people away. It's a it's a it's it can be it can be yeah. I think that I think that we um we cert- we would certainly. I haven't got any problems with him leaving this January as much as I want him to stay. I think for 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 him, I love the guy, uh, and I want to see him succeed at their highest level. The team that was in for him in the summer was Peterborough, wasn't it? Um, um, we turned it turned it down because it was too late. We didn't have any didn't have any time to get that. You know, we'd have had to replace him, replace him with two. We had one that was like borderline about to sign, but didn't quite get through. Um, would have been great if we'd have uh, managed to get another one in, but then we might have lost the TVC. So I've been in the same situation. I mean, Peterborough ninth, and we'll be beating them again this season, so we may as well stay if it's them. Yeah. Uh, uh, anything else to say about the Villa game? Just what a day! <laughs> Not really. Just, just the, just the crap draw we've got. You know, all that work for Stoke City. <laughs> I mean, you've got to mention it, in your Soddy Stoke. No. I mean, 
you put your effort in. The highest round we got to was the round after the next one we we're in against Spurs, wasn't it? That's just we've just Spurs was fourth round as well, wasn't it? Oh, it's fifth. So we've equaled, we've equaled our best. Oh well, anyway, that's what I was told last night, and I was tired and sleepy, so that's what I'm blaming it on. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, Stoke City is just not. It's it's no glamorise it. So I'd rather go there and just turn them over and go again in the next round. Look at us. Uh, you're right. It was it was the fifth, it was the fifth round. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, think, I actually, uh, I actually crap. and there's no reason we yeah, can't. That's why I, I, actually, I see it in a way. I see it as yeah, it's not a glamour tie, but at the same time, I don't. I think it is in a way winnable in terms of probably more winnable than I felt going into Villa. Villa was a free hit. This one feels a little bit more yeah. like. I mean, it's away from home. Sure, it's not going to be a, a massive crowd, but it's still going to bring some decent money in for the club. Hopefully, we can well, nick it. Well, it's thirty. It's. It's a thirty thousand yeah, seat stadium. They're not free. The bet. They haven't had thirty thousand in there since since they've been relegated, even for a league game. So <laughs> I can't imagine Stevens just wetting their appetite <laughs> either. So I think, yeah, you're probably going to be looking at twelve, no. thirteen thousand. But even so, I just don't. I don't think anyone's going to want a fancy plan at the moment. I can see the game plan being relatively similar. No, and people. I've I've replied a few a few times to people on Twitter with this with this sort of thing, where a lot of people are saying, oh, it ain't going to happen again. It's like, well, we've beaten, we've beaten Peterborough, league above us. We've beaten Wickham, league above us. We've beaten... Uh, we've already beaten the championship side, haven't we? We've beaten Reading. We've now beaten Villa. The only teams above us, that in divisions above us, that uh, have beaten us are Peter... Uh, uh, Portsmouth and Charlton, don't they? Charlton, Charlton needed penalties. We just need a game at home in the FA Cup. We haven't had one of you, so we need to uh, just go and beat them. It would be and nice. And then something could happen. Big yeah. and prestigious would just be the the way to go out. If we're gonna, we're not gonna win it. The way yeah, to go yeah. out would be at home against someone amazing. I think for for the money, money side, you want you want it'd to be, be, away, be... Though, don't you? Like, the money that would bring into the club. Like yeah, yeah, exactly. You want you want you want. I mean. I mean, I guess, like, for the money size, you want to go to yeah. Old Trafford, don't you? Yeah. I mean, yes. That's, that's the one you want to go to, 75,000-seater. You'll earn a million off that. Some earn of that, right? It was, 100, was it 105 or 110 for getting winning? Un, 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 105,000 for winning and, and something like 300,000 for getting. Yeah, they, Cruffers, Cruffers Jr., was uh, he's a bit of a stat over, and he reckons it was about 350 we've made from, the, from that tie. That's so great. Yeah. Brilliant. Super. Tran- what you want transfer is, key, straight in the transfer key. What you want is Liverpool away, shit house and nil nil, boil Jurgen Jurgen Klopp's piss so he has to come to our place on a Tuesday night. <laughs> <laughs> will he? Uh, will he ask about how to make substitutes though? <laughs> I mean, to be honest, <laughs> we're going to get knocked out by Wolves, but you know, it's just ironic seeing football managers complain about having to play games of football. Like, fucking do your job and stop whinging. <laughs> So angry, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's up next. Yeah, he's he's arrogant, isn't it? They uh, they lost three 0 to Stoke on Saturday, didn't they? No, that was Hartlepool. Oh, Hartlepool. Uh, you know, same trap. Oh, it's northern races. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, my same trap. Yesterday, either Pat. <laughs> Doing the hey? Watford gap. My my phone stopped working abroad. Just wouldn't work at all. 
Human. So, uh, Harrogate Town, they are they are nineteenth uh, in League Two at the moment. Six wins, five draws, and thirteen losses. Thirty-one goals scored, thirty-nine conceded, with uh, twenty-three points. The last five: win-win, loss, draw, loss. Yes, lost three-one at home to uh, Arthur Reed's Colchester in their most they recent did. outing. They're spending now as well. They just signed uh, Matt Jay from Exeter, didn't they? Yeah, they've uh, they've yeah. Colchester have seen Gillingham get a new owner and go go out and instantly buy Tom Nichols and gone. Oh, shit, we're gonna have to do yeah. the same thing, aren't we? So they've gone. They're gone and just spunking money on a lot of players. I. Look at look at their signings and think. Eh. Hmm. Matt Jay's like the only one that's really going to do him a massive right. favour. You'll get you'll get your goals. He does. But I think I think this um, this Saturday for me is when you know you've got Orient coming the week after. I think it's huge. I think this yeah. this is a game like because Orient's no gimme. I think yeah, we can't win that one. Sure we can, but if you're going to drop one against against Orient, yeah. you don't want to come in already dropping one against against Harrogate. So for me. And, and no, you're going to have a lot win. of distractions this week with, you know, I think, half the players have probably been on some radio station at some point today. I'm hoping that, you know, I'm, I'm guessing that will continue for the next couple of days or so. So I, th- I think this is not, I mean, I'm not going to say as the craziest must win because that's ridiculous. But at the same time, you really don't want to drop points um, in this game knowing you've got Orient next week. I'm going to go out on a limb and say everything, every game from now on, except for maybe the FA Cup game or games, is must win. I think we, I think Orient have had a slip, but I don't expect it to last. I, I don't, I don't really care about the title. All I care about is getting top three. If I want to see them, like yeah, getting the title would be a nice bonus, but it's promotion I, for me. Is uh, all I, really still, care about. I still think Leighton Orient are going to absolutely capitulate. And I do think at uh, five o'clock when we play Latin Orient, we go top of the league. And I don't. Even... I don't feel comfortable. <laughs> don't even... I'm going out on a limb because I think we're doing that well. You know, if we'd have lost five nil yesterday, Saturday would have been this coming Saturday against Harrogate would be hard work, I think. But I just think what, what yesterday did to like that squad and those players, it was just going to push us even further. I, and I think we're... I don't disagree with that, but I, I do think the first game back after what they went through on Sunday, it, it yeah. kind of feels like, are your eyes on it? That, that's what you want to make sure right now, is your eyes are on Saturday. It's not on all the media that's going on around what happened on Sunday, as, as great as Sunday yeah. was. And that's what worries me about Saturday. It feels like the sort of game we go there, we lose 1-0, and then it's okay. Or it all of a sudden feels like there's a lot more pressure on it. Whereas... I just... I, well... I don't think Steve's going to. I don't, allow, I don't allow think he. Happen, I don't think he is. It's just natural, press... though, right? Because it's 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 not a case of whether yeah, Steve yeah. allows it. In his in his in his post match presser, he was like, "Yeah, we've got we've got we've got two important games coming up, so you know, I'll let the players rest up tomorrow, have the yeah. day off, and then we're back to back to back to business." I think as well. I think I do think the personalities we've got. Yeah, I don't think it'll happen. I don't think there's too much. I don't. I'm not too concerned. I'm not too worried about it at the moment. I think that. I think it's really good that both Horgan and Foss, Forster Kasky were cup tied um, this week because I think that just giving them an extra week to bed in before they can play 
um, is always going to be good. And, you know, the the temptation would have been to play them. Um, to play them yesterday. Because, you know, they are uh, certainly for, for, for Stokaski, but, you know, from from what I hear, Horgan as well, they're both... The base players that are going to come in and do a real good job in League Two, so you'd have thought that they'd be on the team sheet if they're available. So I'm 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 quite looking forward to uh, to seeing what they can do and seeing the change in shape. Like I'm assuming that we'll see Forster Kasky certainly start in the the position that has been Robbo's. Maybe see Dean Campbell go in next to Jake Taylor and then Robbo push up front next to Luke Norris. I yeah, it was. It was that's timely. How, that's what for, I feel that will be. It was timely for Campbell to have his best half hour for us, just as we recruit another couple of players into that group of players, filling that sort of yeah. role. Yeah, especially especially with um, Gilby going out injured for uh, three weeks, yeah. four weeks, whatever it is. Yeah, and then obviously we got to remember that Listy's going to be back soon, soonish as well, unless he regresses a bit. Are we going to see him this season? I thought he was out for the year. Well, they said they said that they worried that it was out for the se- the season, but I keep hearing for mid February, late February. That's great news. I was saying I was saying yesterday that if that's the case, if that's the case, that's when he's due back. I'll be like, we're in, we're going so well at the moment. Don't bring him back the second he's available. Yeah. Give him give him an extra three for even four weeks training at high intensity with the team, so that he can hit the ground. All you know, more or less running. Just Don't rush him back. But, There's yeah, no need you, for it. No one. You could properly use him in with yeah. late sub appearances as well, can't you? Because it'd be a nightmare yeah. coming on as a really pacey player for the last ten minutes. Yeah. I, don't, I, I, yeah, I just don't think we think about this at all for the rest of the season. If he comes back, it's an absolute bonus. Yeah. I can't. I can't. Yeah. You know, you, no one knows where he is at his rehab stage. He didn't have crutches the other day, as far as I'm aware, in the north stand. So he's no. moving freely and walking, but. Taking a smack from an opposing uh, yeah, player yeah. is completely different, isn't it? So, I'd, I'd, I'm sure I saw a video of him running. The yeah, other but day. I'd expect behind closed doors games for him, all that kind of stuff to happen if we really want him back. But he's going abroad to have some yeah. treatment money as well. So, yeah. uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'd, unless I'd forget about him until the, uh, until the end of the season. Let's see. It's January. You don't know who we're going to bring in. Yeah. Uh, right. Okay. Uh... Yes, that's it, isn't it? Uh, we've got decent predictions. Greg, you can do Dean's predictions because he ain't here. Uh, I don't know. We'll fucking find the find the thingy. Here we go. Uh, so predictions for Saturday against uh, whatever they are, whatever they're called. Harrogate Town. Harrogate. Two-one win, I think. I think we'll be slow out slow out the blocks and then two, yeah, absolute ass kicking at half time and come back and win it. Classic. <laughs> Jenny? Uh, Harrogate shouldn't even be on the same pitch as our immortal stuff. <laughs> I'm uh, going for a 0-3 win. That that will get voice clipped by a <laughs> Harrogate fan and played when yeah. we lose soon. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> Patrice? I mean, if Colchester can beat him 3-1, we can beat him 3-1. All right. 4 0. Boom. 4 0. Fuck them Did, up. I didn't oh. think me predicting 2 1 was going to be negative. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, yeah Dean, Dean will be really <laughs> happy that you went with that. Uh, KG. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, I guess that's it. Yeah, uh, I'm done. I've got things to do. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, chaps, for joining me. Good Cheers, to have you back me on. again, Appreciate Greg. It. Will, uh, will we get Robbie Williams on once we stuff Stoke? No. All right. No worries. See you later. Uh, yeah. Thanks, thanks, Drakers, Patrick. Thank you, my uh, my darling. I'm I'm getting I'm getting sent here because it looks like Drakers is literally about to leave the call without it actually properly ending, <laughs> and I'll be. F- and I'll be fucking fuming if he does, because that means his file won't upload. I'll <laughs> tight your knob. No, he's still Has he gone? I know. Hey, I got, I got, yeah, I got spaghetti bolognese to cook. It's Monday. Well, That's what everyone has. Go and go, go and cook it and put your phone down. Just leave it. Don't, don't fuck around. Anyway, people, you don't need to hear us bickering <laughs> like a bunch of old, old ags. Um, thank you very much, Stevenage Football Club for a wonderful wonderful day yesterday thank you very much everybody listening thank you to uh yeah fuck it all of you up the fucking borough woo levels up again Bursting from midfield is Rossinho! Well, if that is the goal to win the promotion, it's certainly worthy of it! On Old Trafford Cracker, in front of the Stratford end. Here's Dean Campbell, drills in! And he scores! Dean Campbell with a left foot strike! Into the bottom of the net! And Stevenage have taken the lead here at Villa Park! What do you reckon the player's favourite McDonald's is? Sweeney screams fillet of fish to me. I can see that. I reckon TVC loves a McFlurry because they're smooth as silk like his first touch. Do you reckon Macca loves a Macca's? I mean, obviously. Just look at his cheeky face. And Revs definitely takes down a McNuggets share box on his bill. You want to watch what you say about our team's nutritionist? Order McDelivery now from the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.